0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for introducing to us, Lord, the truth through the Bible so that we can understand And we will not make mistakes in life, Father. And we can live in the blessing of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Today I would like to talk about Generation Curse again. We were talking a few times last year. I want to revisit the issue again today. The reason we need to preach the Word of God, because the Word of God will give us revelation, and understanding and insight and also help us to be free. The Bible says, when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. I believe that the Word of God today will help you to be set free from many, many problems in your life. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit will really speak to you. He will set you free indeed. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. It's so important to know the Word of God. It's so important to know and practice the Word of God. A lot of times Christians are defeated not because the devil is stronger than the name of Jesus Christ. We are defeated not because the devil is much bigger than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. At the cross, Jesus defeated him. But the reason we are defeated because we have no knowledge. We are ignorant. And that's why we get into trouble. Like if I move to the U.S. and I don't know the law of the U.S., I make mistake, then I get into trouble. I need to know the law of the U.S. The same thing, we need to know the law and the principle of God in the Bible so that we can have victory. God wants all of us to be set free from curses and bondage. But He does not only want to set us free, But he wants to move us out of that war zone into the high mountain of God to the point that the devil has a hard time touching us and attacking us. He wants us to move from being defeated into complete victory. And then that victory will spread not only into our life but to our family members, into our care groups and churches, and all over the world will have victory in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus Christ. God wants to move us into that zone, the zone of victory, completely. He wants to reverse the curse and bless us to live in the blessing. Amen? Amen. A lot of times the people in the world say, once a chunky, always a chunky." It's not true. In the kingdom of God, we don't need to be chunky. We can be a anointed servant of God. The Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The Bible says, the truth that you know shall set you free. When you know and understand the truth that I'm going to preach today, it will help you to be set free. And I pray that this teaching will be an inspiration to you. When you read the Bible, you need to understand that the Bible was written in the Eastern background, not Western background. Sometimes as Western Christian, we read the Bible and we try to understand the Bible from our Western culture, but it's not. The Bible was written from the Hebrew or the Eastern background. Let's look at this scripture, John chapter 9, verses 1 to 2. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciple asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus and disciple and his disciple was walking uh, were walking together and then meeting a man who was blind and he was blind from birth. And the question come up, interesting question. The disciple asked Jesus, Is this man blind because of his own sin or because of his parents' sin? I believe that this question can come with other issues too. This man can be lame, can be deaf, can be alcoholic, suicidal, abusive, drug addict, or sick all the time. This man can be a person whose father died at 40 years old, and then uncle died at 40 years old. He turns 39 years old, and he gets sick and ready to die at 40 years old again. The curse in his life. This man has a curse of being blind. But somebody may have a curse of being sick all the time. Allergy. Or somebody may have the curse of being alcoholic. Or being addicted to certain medications or certain drugs. Or maybe this man is a poor guy. He is poor. His family is poor. His dad is poor. His mom is poor. Everyone is poor in the whole family. The curse of poverty. So the Bible talk about a man who is blind, but blindness is just one of the form of curses that hit people's life. There are many kinds of curses that happen in society right now. This disciple asked, the Rabbi, is this man blind because of his own sin or because of his parents' sin? So this disciple understood about generational curses you can ask the same question. Why this family is always poor? Why this family is always failed? Everything they touch, the business they touch fail. They get kicked off from job all the time. They get laid off all the time. Or why this family is so abusive? Use flower language in the house all the time. Or why the dad is always alcoholic, always drink alcohol. The son always drink alcohol as well. So you can ask the same question. The Bible gives us the answer. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. I don't know the answer for this blind man. The Bible tells us why generational curse is so real. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world. That man is Adam. And death through sin. You can see Adam sinned. And the outcome of sin is death. And we're going to talk about death later on. Sin and death. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Make it simple. Adam, the ancestor of human beings, sinned and faced all kinds of death. And because of that, the offspring had the same problem: sinful nature, and faced death, generational curse. Pass from one generation to another generation. Can we inherit the sin of our ancestor? Yes. We can inherit certain kind of sins. We can inherit certain kind of curses into our life. You notice that you don't need to teach any kids to lie. They know how to lie. Because the sin of lying already passed into them from their parents. I believe that you all used to lie in the past. You're Christian, but now you don't lie anymore, I hope. (laughs) Because we lied, that sin can pass on to our next generation. So somebody can inherit something from their parents. Whatever happened to the dad and mom, the kids and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren can get the same thing. Some people are poor, then the children are poor too, facing failure all the time. That's why the disciple asked the Lord Jesus, why this man become blind? His own sin or his parent's sin? The same question. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The more you study about this issue, I hope that you get it to the point that you don't want to play game with sin anymore. You don't want to play with sin. You want to repent and move into walking right with God as soon as possible. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Yes, Jesus Christ died for us already. He paid for the penalty of our sin. But at the same time, if we don't repent, we still play with sin. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Christianity, walking with God, is a two-side story. God did his part. He died for us. He paid for us. He cleansed us by the blood of Jesus Christ. But on our part, he say, repent and believe in the good news. We need to do our part. Our part is to believe and to repent and change the lifestyle. Change the way we live. Then these two will come and work together. He did his part, and we will have to do our part is to repent. Amen? Amen. When we talk about death, a lot of times we think about hell. Or we think about somebody died in the hospital. So we think about physical death. And hell is real. No question about it. People who don't repent will one day go to hell. People who don't have Christ in them will go to hell. And that's why we preach the gospel. We want to spread the gospel all over the world so people will repent of their sin and go to heaven. Yes, hell is real. But when the Bible talks about death, it's not about only hell. Death here means that we are shut off from the promises and the blessing of God. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So there are many things in our life that is called a form of death. Many, many years ago, before I and Pastor Dar were born again, we really had difficulty in relationship. We quarrel a lot. We fought a lot. We yelled at each other a lot. That is not life. That is death in my family. We did not have peace in the family. Before we came to know Christ, I was sick. Sickness is a form of death. Poverty is a form of death. Alcoholism is a form of death. Amen. Depression is a form of death. And definitely, all these things can lead to eventually physical death and death in hell if you don't repent. Two days ago, A young man, 36 years old, who was alcoholic, was admitted to the treatment center in Kirkland. And because he drank a lot of alcohol, i give you an example. He drank a lot of alcohol while he was walking in that place. Suddenly, he got seizure. He fell down on the carpet floor, broke his skull. He underwent emergency surgery. I took the clot out. Pretty bad, thick clot like this. He became comatose before surgery. And this morning, the doctor called me. He is polarized on one side. And the CAT scan shows he has clot in the brain that may, may impact his speech. This man is alcoholic. Now in the hospital, intubation, cannot move one side, may be losing speech. He has no job, no money. His wife has small kid. No money come in, no insurance. And I don't know what's going to happen to him he may not be able to work anymore at 36 years old, being in a nursing home. And the government had to pay for him. Why? Alcoholism is a form of death. Smoking is a form of death. Because it will bring lung cancer to you. Kidney cancer. Stroke. Do you know that when you smoke, nicotine will accumulate in your Blood vessel. And eventually the blood vessel will become constricted and you can have a heart attack when you are young. Or you can have a stroke in your brain. Nicotine will go into your lung and cause lung cancer. A form of death. Hatred. Racism. is a form of death. When you hate somebody, you are killing yourself. Amen? All of this sin will produce a certain form of death in your life. That's why we should not play with sin at all. And the Bible talks about iniquities. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 7, the Bible says, Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty. And the Bible says, Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. This scripture talks about the sin or the iniquity will pass on to the next and the next and the next generation, third to fourth generation. The word iniquity is mentioned in the Bible 300 times. This word means sin and the consequence of sin at the same time i give you an example. If a father is verbally abusive to the mom and to the kids, the kids grow up with heartache to see the dad always talk negative words, yelling, raising voice in the house, and sometimes physical abuse to hit the wife. You will think that, oh, that kid will hate this and will grow up and don't want to do that to his own wife. But statistically, we found that the kids that grow up in abusive family will do the same thing to their wife and their children. The sin and the iniquity, the iniquity, the sin and the consequences of sin will follow into the next generation. If the dad is alcoholic, there's a tendency that the kid is alcoholic as well. That's why you like to you hear people say, He's just like his dad. She is just like her mom. Because whatever characteristic in the mom and dad will pass to the third and fourth generation. Therefore, we need to break it now in this generation. So that our kids will not do the same thing again. We need to break it in the name of Jesus. We need to repent and stop doing wrong things and having a bad attitude because that bad attitude is going to follow into the next third and fourth generation. Amen? Amen. We need to stop those things now, the iniquity in this generation. And that's why I believe the devil doesn't like me to preach this message. Because he knows that the church is going to go to the next level. Amen. Parents in this church will stop sinning and do the right thing. I give you an example. The, in Jeremiah 31, verse 29. In those days... They shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes. When you eat sour grapes, what happened to you? You kind of crunch your teeth. Yeah. Like this. So whoever eats that, you should have that feeling in your teeth. And the children's teeth are set on edge. Another translation says, that children's mouth pucker at the test. Yeah. It's interesting that that drink... The sour grape. But the children get the effect. So the Bible talks about generation curse here. Whatever you do, it will impact your children for sure. And to the third and fourth generation. But thank God, the Bible says, In those days, they shall say no more. So in other words, the generation curse must stop in those days, in our day, today we're going to stop the generation curse. That even though we make mistakes in the past, but our kids will not have to suffer from them anymore. Because we, ourselves, in this generation, cut the curse. Repent and stop it. And break those curses in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Stop being violent. Stop being alcoholic. Stop watching pornography in the internet. If you keep doing that, it will go into your children. Amen? Stop having bad attitudes. Stop being lazy. Because you're lazy, your kid's going to be lazy. They get it from you. It will go on into that gene. The family spirit will start to get on them too and impact your children. And this is a serious message. You may say, oh, you know, I don't care much, but really serious, because it will impact next generation. You love your kids, you need to really examine yourself. The problem is that sometimes we don't even know that we have a curse or have iniquities. If we don't know what the condition we are right now, then and we don't even know that we can be set free, then how can we be set free? We need to examine ourselves. The Holy Spirit needs to bring convictions need to show us what's going on wrong in my life that I need to repent. Amen? I believe that all of us have certain weaknesses and we need to deal with them. Repent as soon as possible. Stop it. Amen? That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? The application of this word, one thing, is about marriage. If you are a believer, you can break the curse in your life and you can try to break the curse in your children. But if your spouse is not a believer, he's still sinning, he's still very rebellious against God. And that sin may try to follow into your children as well. Thank God you can have power and the authority of the name of Jesus try to break that curse in your offspring. But it's harder because you have to deal with another person, your spouse, who don't want to, who doesn't want to repent. But if both of you, husband and wife, repent and break the curse, it will be easier for the children to get the blessing from God. Amen? I can see that my ancestors have so many, many, Sins in their life, and if really follow me and follow my brothers and my sister, a lot of sin, follow the iniquity. But thank God, I and Pastor Da got saved, and we were born again, and we now break a lot of curses in our life. We break a lot of them, so our children don't have those anymore. Praise the Lord. Tanida Joy Paul did not have to go through those curses because I and Da stood up and say, no, we're not going to continue these iniquities in our family anymore. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. We need to break it. Let me read certain scripture from the Bible to show you that generational curse is mentioned again and again in the Bible. If you don't mind, I'm going to read for the next few minutes. I'm going to show you that the Bible talks about this many times. Exodus chapter 20 verse 5. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them in idols. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. So when the father hates God, commits sin against God, that iniquity will follow into the third and fourth generation. Leviticus chapter 26, verses 39 to 42. And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquity. You can see the result of iniquity. The result of sin is to waste away. Death. Sin brings death. You get sick, you get problems, divorce, a lot of problems happen, and your family and your life waste away. No blessing in your enemy's land, and also in their father's iniquity, which are with them, they shall waste away. The father's iniquities go down to the next generation, and all the family will waste away. But if they confess their iniquity, and the iniquity of their fathers, you see, you confess the iniquity of yourself, and the iniquity of your father, with their unfaithfulness, in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, that I also walk contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If their uncircumcised hearts are humble and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember, I will remember the land. So in conclusion, this scripture say: because the fathers hate God, the kids get affected. But if they repent and confess the sin of their own rebellious rebellion and the sin of their father, then God will restore them. They will not waste away. Numbers chapter 14, 18 and 33. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but He by no means cleared the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Verse 33. And your son shall be shepherds in the wilderness for 40 years and bear the brunt of your infidelity until your carcasses are consumed in the wilderness. You see, if the father did something wrong, the children will get affected. Job chapter 21, verse 19, they say, God lays up one iniquity for his children. Let him recompense him that he may know it. God lays up a person' iniquity for his children. Isaiah 14, verse 21, prepare slaughter for his children because of the iniquity of their fathers, lest they rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the world with city. So the p- first part talking about the iniquities of the father will impact the children. All the dads in this room, take serious about following God. Don't play game anymore. If you love your children, you need to take serious about having the right attitude, repenting of your sin, come to God and depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 32 verse 18. You show loving kindness to thousands and replay the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. Again, Jeremiah said the same thing. Now let me show you, you one example and I will close the teaching. One example about iniquity. Is Abraham. Do you know that Abraham, one of his sins was lying? And look at what happened to his third and fourth generation. Abraham lied. Genesis 12 12 to 13. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will let you live. Say, You are my sister so that I will treat it well for your sake and my life will be spared before you. Abraham instructed his wife to lie that she was his sister, so that he would not be killed, lying. Look at Isaac. Genesis 26, 6-7, Isaac did the same thing. Isaac stayed in Gera. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister. Second generation. The the dad lied, the son lied. Look at the next generation, Jacob. Jacob did the same thing. He lied and he cheated Isaac. Genesis 27, 18 to 19. So he went to his father, I mean Jacob went to Isaac, his father. This is the third generation now. My father, and he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. He lied. And eventually, Jacob was cheated because his own children, fourth generation, his children lied to him. Genesis 37, verses 31 to 34. Okay, Abraham lied. Isaac lied. Jacob, his son, lied. And now Jacob's children lied. Jacob's children sold Joseph to the land of Egypt. And when they came home, they lied to the father. So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors, and they brought it to their father, father means Jacob, and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. And a white beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. You can see here, fourth generation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jacob's children, all lied. Iniquity passed to the fourth generation. Somebody need to stop that. Somebody need to repent and say, I'm not going to allow this to go into my children anymore. I'm going to repent of my sin. I'm going to cut the curse in the name of Jesus. And no more iniquity. Amen? Amen. How many people are father and mother in this room? Raise your hand up. How many people plan to get married and become a father and a mother? Raise your hand up. Okay. Do plan to? Don't wait until you have children and then you repent. You need to repent now. You need to stop all this sin now. Amen? Don't wait to last minute. I don't know about your iniquities. It's not my responsibility to repent for you. You need to repent yourself. You need to really examine your life every single day and say, God, this is not right. I'm going to have to stop that. This is wrong. I'm going to have to stop that. And I command in the name of Jesus, this sin and the penalty of sin and the curses of this sin must stop in me and my children from now on. And my children to the next thousand generations shall be blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I beg you today to make a choice. You're going to stand in which mountain? The mountain of the curse? and the mountain of the blessing. I choose the blessing. I want to be blessed. I want my children and grandchildren to be blessed. I have no doubt at all that my grandchildren will be blessed because their grandma and grandpa love God. Actually, this morning when we drove in here, Pastor Dar said, I'm so glad that Tani married Brendan. And then we say, because Brendan's parents are godly, they are both Christians and they go to church. And they love God, they fear God. So with two families together, the grandparents love God, they're married, and now the grandchildren, how much blessing they're going to get. They're going to get a lot of blessing from the parents and grandparents who love and fear God. Amen? We make decisions every day to fear God and follow God. Amen? You may have iniquity or bondage of being ang- easily angry you may have a problem of being negative. I pray today that your anger will be replaced with joy and peace. I pray today that your negative thinking will be replaced with positive thinking. If you are addicted to pornography, I pray that your passion is not with those pictures anymore. But your passion will be to serve the Lord and to watch the preaching in the TV and internet instead of pornography. If your iniquity is cheating, you love to cheat, you're just kind of cunning, you know, you do this to kind of get your way, you, you're not a very straightforward person, always cunning, try to cheat and cheat and cheat, do something to take advantage of people all the time. I beg you, repent today and stop doing that so that your children will not do the same thing like you. You may say, oh, they will not, they will not. They're still little baby, little angel. They will not be angel forever. (laughs) You have a baby, oh, angel. No, they're not angel forever. When they grow up and you live in sin, they're going to grow up walking like the devil. So you have to stop. Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't we stand up and we pray. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that the iniquities of your people in this house shall be broken. You shall give them grace and power to be able to overcome, to deny To reject Any form of sin And rebellion in their life Any wrong thinking Any wrong behaviors Any addiction Any suicidal thinking Addiction Any form of sin and iniquity, Lord They shall be set free indeed and then the blessing will follow to the thousand generations we say we break the curse right now in the name of Jesus from all this family and this people Lord Lord help them we pray Lord that you will replace the anger with joy you replace Lord their poverty with godly prosperity you replace their sickness with divine health you replace father their addiction with the passion for the kingdom of God father we thank you so much that Jesus Christ on the cross broke the curse already and we receive what you did for us By faith right now. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done. We believe, Father, all the children in this church, no matter how old they are, all the grandchildren in this church are going to grow up experiencing the blessing of God because their parents and grandparents have chosen the way of God. We will see them blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed, Lord, to the thousand generations. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How many people agree that we should stay away from the curse? Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: Yo